Yo tengo casi 33 años de ser, de ser forense. Nunca había visto una, una escena así. En Spring 2021, reporter Brian Avalar launched an investigation that began in the depths of a grave dug by a serial killer and ended with the government forcing him and other journalists to flee El Salvador. Sonoro and Revista Factum present Humo. Murder and Silence in El Salvador. The story behind a country where the truth and its citizens' rights are buried under the weight of power. Señor Ministro, ¿dónde está Karen y Eduardo Guerrero? ¿Dónde están mis hijos? Listen to Humo, Murder and Silence in El Salvador, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into The Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in The Daily Book Club. My name is Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. This podcast will be about my story and my words, talking about my own personal experiences and self-healing. I do not claim to be a therapist, counselor, or licensed psychologist. Hello, my name is Amanda Bedard, and I'm the co-host, producer, and editor of Invisible Tears. I'm a Reiki master, certified professional life coach, spiritual coach, wellness coach, and a counseling practitioner. Some of the content you will hear in this podcast may be disturbing to some. Viewer discretion is advised. But it is our hope by putting this information out there that we may help others to heal. We will always be a platform for truth and healing. This is Invisible Tears. Welcome to Invisible Tears, and I am here with my co-host, Amanda Hello, Amanda. Hey, Jane. How you doing today? Oh, it's been a productive day. It's yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we doing today? Well, we are recording our very first fan reaction episode. Surprise, guys! It's a little sprinkle in in between all of our episodes in our season because we want you guys to know that we listen to you we hear all your comments we're receiving all of your emails and we absolutely love it we love the reactions we love some of the information you guys have sent us and so first of all i mean we haven't recorded this is our first fan reaction episode and we are going to be dropping episode six tomorrow so we've only we only have a few episodes out but what has the reception so far that you've received jane ben amanda the support has been amazing uh so much positive feedback and all the private messages i've been getting showing me so much love it's been so awesome i'd like to do a shout out to one particular one Um, because, uh, you know, as I, I, I have done this podcast 
and talking about mental health. I've always said, um, you know, by doing this podcast, I hope to help that one person. I hope to, um, you know, connect with that one person. And if I did that, you know, I, I succeeded in doing what I wanted to do. Um, Absolutely. So that one person that um, emailed me, uh, I'm going to try and read this without crying because it's very touching. Um, (laughs) She, um, her name is Mandy and she um, suffers PTSD and her traumatic event was a car accident. And um, she sent me actually several uh, emails, but I'm going to, I'm going to read a little bit of each one. Um, cause they mean so much to me. They mean so much to me. Um, you know, so one of the, the messages that, that she messaged me with was, um, she says, listening to your podcast, when you were talking about PTSD and other things you talked about, and I literally yelled out loud, Oh my God, Jane, you get me. Your story has helped me to be able to start healing my own PTSD. That's huge. That is huge. Um, And then she goes on to say, um, I have honestly not felt so heard in the six years I've had it as I have today listening to your podcast. I'm not even kidding as soon as you said what you did about not feeling like you anymore or the old you, I say that all the time and nobody really gets it. I literally wanted to call you at that moment and be like, oh my God, Jane, thank you. And then she goes on to say when her husband was listening at work and I had laughed and apologized he said he immediately thought of me because I do that. Mm-hmm. And then she goes on to say, we have different traumas, but I feel like together we can totally kick PTSD's butt right out of our lives, like you said. And it, it just, um, thank you, Mandy. Thank you so much for those words. That's why I'm doing this podcast. One of the reasons. Absolutely. And you've said it from the beginning and I absolutely love, so I know Mandy, (laughs) she's one of our biggest fans, obviously. And I love that she reached out directly to you and had this conversation because it just, you've said it from the beginning. And I absolutely love that you got this immediate reception from one person, because can you even imagine as all the episodes keep on dropping, how many more people you're going to help too? I love it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, her and her husband, her husband's a huge, a, a huge fan too. Yes. So, um, and, and maybe with me speaking out loud where she has such a difficulty speaking out loud, cause she's not sure that people really understand, you know, what she thinks and how she feels. Um, you know, hopefully listening to my story will help him to understand her better. Absolutely. And, um, you know, thank, I thank them both. They are our biggest fans. And, uh, <laughs> I, I do thank them so much for listening to our podcast. 
Oh, I thank them too. And that was fantastic. I'd love that you shared that. So one of the, one of the uh, many people reaching out. Um, yeah, a ton of love. Like, like I was telling you, Jane, like I can't, I can't imagine the amount of love that you must have gotten after our first episodes dropped because even Drew and myself got love um, from people that we knew and people that we didn't know. Um, and so, um, so yes, we just want to make sure and thank everybody. Um, thank you so much for sending us love, sending us support, um, for reaching out and connecting with us. We love connecting with you guys and we want you guys to continue to do so. Absolutely. So besides the actual, you know, just showing love and support and reaching out to us, we have actually gotten a couple of emails and from some fans that have listened to the episodes. And the first email I want to read a portion of for all of you guys, because we need your, you guys' help um, based off of the email that we got. So... This email came in through our website, which is invisible-tears.com. If you haven't checked it out, it's linked in all of our episodes um, with our link tree and everything. So you guys can check it out. Um, there's a contact us section in that website. I'll make sure and go over the other ways that you guys can connect directly with us too. That's the easiest ways. But this email came in from our website and this email was sent to us from Leah. Now, Leah writes to us and says that she grew up in the New Hampshire area and that her mom's friend worked with Barbara Agnew, the nurse who went missing from the rest area off of 91 when coming home from the ski trip. So the cases had always really haunted her as a teenage girl. She went to Keene State College in 1993. Um, and so it's hard for her to remember exactly when an incident happened that she wanted to write to us about. It's either between 1993, possibly going as far as 1996. But she remembers that a Keene State College girl was either walking home in the dark at night or walking from her car to her house and she was attacked and stabbed. Now, she doesn't think that this, um, that her attacker was ever found. And there was always talk about people wondering if it was connected to the Connecticut River Valley serial killer. Now, did she survive? She did. She actually went on to say another one of the reasons why she wanted to make sure and reach out to us and make sure that we knew about this incident was because that would actually be another survivor if she was actually connected um, in some way. So when we received that email, we immediately wrote back to Leah. We definitely thanked her um, for this information. In just the quick digging that I have done and that Drew has done, we're actually having a really hard time finding record of this incident. Now, that doesn't mean anything, but, <laughs> but so we know that we're probably going to have to do a lot more digging and possibly get into the um, Keene Public Library and search microfiche and, and really um, go to town on researching this incident. Um, but we want to put a call out to our fans. We know that there's a lot of people that are local to Keene, New Hampshire, um, you know, the Hinsdale, New Hampshire area, you know, the Swansea, New Hampshire area. So a lot of local people are fans of the show. We want to put, put a call out to you guys if this incident rings a bell to you and you have any other information about this incident, please 
reach out to us. Even if you think that it's something small, um, a small detail, or you have any other clarifying details um, about this incident, any and all information that we can gather about this will help us research it to really get to the bottom of it. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. And now back to our episode. I want to just make sure and note too that as um, Leah was unsure about the time range about when this attack happened, um, she even said it, it might have been as, as late as 96. Now, I went to Keene Public Schools. I was actually a freshman at Keene State College in 98. And I don't remember this incident happening. Um, I'm not sure, you know, in 96, I would have been in Keene High School. Um, I don't remember hearing about this incident. So it very well could have been more towards the, you know, 1993 range. Um, but yeah, uh, we're having a hard time finding any information about it. And I know that Leah um, actually told us too that she wished that she had more information and she was going to go ahead and ask her college friends to see if they remembered more. Um, she did remember that uh, the girl that was attacked was attacked in the face and neck mostly as well when she heard about the story. That's interesting, Amanda. Um, yeah, hopefully somebody will come forward with some kind of information. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be interested in... I would be interested in looking more into that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So the way that you guys can contact us, if you have any more information about this, definitely the easiest way I'd say right now is probably just to utilize that contact us section. Uh, shoot us an email from our website, invisible-tears.com. Um, but another thing that we're in the process of doing is we are in the process of uploading videos for all of our episodes on our YouTube channel. We just created it. Bear with me as I get videos for all of our episodes uploaded there. Um, but it's really easy to comment on those episodes too. So feel free to comment on any of the episodes if you have any information or contact us um, that way. Because with the, uh, with the commenting and the way that YouTube is set up, um, we monitor those comments. Um, so we'll see anything that comes in there too. Yes, Amanda, you are amazing with uh, <laughs> keeping track of. <laughs> Of all our, uh, of everything that, that comes in, you are oh, amazing thanks, Jane. at that. And she is very, very quick with responding. So. <laughs> I thank her. I don't know what I would do without her. Oh, thanks, Jane. <laughs> I don't know what I'd do without you. We wouldn't have invisible tears, would we? <laughs> oh, and so go, going on to another question quick email. We just wanted to make sure it was another really interesting one that we got. Um, and this one was actually sent directly to our emails. We just wanted to make sure I mention this real quick. I'm not going to divulge a ton of details about it because I think we're going to touch more base on it in future episodes, but want to make sure that you know for this fan that we know that we got this email and don't worry, we're on it and we're looking into it. So this email came in from Sarah. And Sarah actually heard about our podcast and actually hopped onto our podcast and started listening from the interview that you did on Murder, She Told, Jane. That's what she actually put really, in the beginning. Yep. That's what she actually put in the beginning of her email. So she heard the interview on Murder, She Told, and she immediately jumped on and started listening to our podcast. Couldn't wait to do it. Um, Sarah grew up in 
Western uh, Massachusetts, and she actually went to Franklin Pierce College for a year. So she spent a lot of time up and around the Connecticut River Valley. She was, she had always been interested in the Connecticut River Valley cases and had heard about them. Um, so when she was listening to our Connecticut River Valley overview episode, something that Drew said really made her think, which I love, yes. which Drew loved reading too. So thank you, Sarah. Yeah. Um, when Drew said that he was thinking that it was a possibility that the attacker was emasculated, um, after he attacked Jane because she survived, it really got this woman thinking. She asked if a specific suspect had actually ever been linked to the Connecticut River Valley cases. He had already been charged in some other crimes and she dropped us a name and gave us some information as to why she thought that maybe he should be connected. So Sarah, thank you so much for your email. Um, we hadn't actually heard of that name before, so we're going to keep it close to our vests right now, and we're going to make sure and look into him and include him in further suspect episodes um, that we go ahead and drop later on in the season. So just wanted to give a yeah. quick shout out to Sarah for sending us that information. It's information like that that we love looking into, especially if it's something that we hadn't actually um, come across before. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much, Sarah. That was good, good info for us to look into. Yep. Yep. It was, it absolutely was because again, you know, Jane's case, all these cases, they are unsolved. Yes. They um, are. And with invisible tears being a platform of truth and healing, we're going to try and dig into absolutely as much as we can to try and actually find out the truth and get the truth out there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even if we're focusing on one suspect, mm -hmm. we are more than willing to look at other suspects. Yep. I mean, that's what you have to do. You have to look at other suspects also and, you know, come to the conclusion whether you want to um, add them as suspect or, or dismiss them. And, um, you know, a lot of this info, a lot of info that people have sent to me and sent to us, I didn't know, okay. um, like that, that Keene College student. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I've never heard of that. That was in Keene. That's like 20 miles away from Hinsdale. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't believe I didn't read that in the paper or anything. So that's, yeah. that was really interesting. Yeah, the craziest yeah. thing is uh, when when I was actually reading about the the Keene State College student was uh, again kind of like I reiterated like yeah. I was at Keene State as of ninety eight like I graduated yeah. Keene Heights I lived in Keene during this time, um, you know that Leah was bringing up and I don't remember um, I don't remember actually hearing about this. Um, so again, just another call to action. Okay anybody has any more information, make sure you send it, send it on over to us because it makes our digging and our researching easier. Yeah. And don't, don't ever think that we ignore this information. We do oh, not. Yeah. We, oh, no. we definitely look into everything that's being sent to us. Um, Drew's very good with that. Uh, he reads <laughs> something and within five seconds, he's on, he's on his computer digging and trying to find some more stuff. So, um, yeah. We love new stuff like that. Absolutely. 
And then Jane, you've you've received, and this wasn't specific to necessarily since our episodes dropped, but you've received some feedback from people about um, about them learning about the Connecticut River Valley cases and your case in college. Correct. Yes. Yes. Well, actually, it's it's the past few years, I've um, gotten some emails from people randomly and uh, especially on Facebook and they've, they've written me saying that um, I don't know whether it's been in, they say in school, they have done classes where they've had to look into the Connecticut River Valley cases and do projects on it. And I don't know if it was college. I don't know if it was high school, but there have been a few and I'm kind of curious. I mean, I, I go back to those emails now and, and the, the, the accounts are not active. But um, so I'm kind of curious if, if it's uh, if there's anybody out there that remembers when they were in school doing projects on the Connecticut River Valley cases. And I mean, it could be in Brattleboro, Vermont. It could be in Keene, New Hampshire, um, anywhere. If, if you can remember doing these classes on this subject, please email us. Let us know where you did these classes because um, I'm very curious. I would love to talk to this um, teacher or professor or whoever that was responsible for um, doing these these projects. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, if you have any information on that, please email us. Let us know, um, you know where you went to school and where you did this. Because uh, I'm, um, I, and it's not because I'm upset about it. I just want to learn more about what the projects were about. Why mm-hmm. were the projects being done on on me and the Connecticut River Valley killings? So um, yeah, I, I'm. I hope somebody comes forward with that because I would love to know, you know, who this teacher or professor is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's got to be kind of cool to to hear that that the Connecticut River Valley cases are sort of being kept in kept kept in conversation based off of curriculum um, because you know they're still unsolved. So it would be interesting to hear about where that. And I know some people was. that emailed me. Um, I know some people that emailed me. They weren't even alive at the time of my mm. attack. So mm-hmm. that's. Uh, I, I love the fact that, you know, whoever this teacher or professor is, they're keeping it, um, you know, remembered. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah. yeah. I do. So if you guys, so if you guys know what school or what professor have any information, make sure that you email us with that. Send us a note. Absolutely. Invisible.tears1966 at gmail.com is our direct email. So yeah, Again, I want to thank everybody for listening to Invisible Tears. Um, and, uh, you know, we appreciate it. Um, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode because every once in a while we're going to stick one in, in uh, you know, randomly in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, we might, you know, we, we, always launch on a, we always launch a podcast on a Tuesday, but you might see one on a Wednesday, too, so you don't want to miss that. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll we'll sprinkle little treats in for you guys. 
um, little extras. So yeah, so make sure you subscribe, make sure you spread the word, and thank you guys so much for listening to Invisible Tears. Hope you guys stay well. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Invisible Tears. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast, hear all future episodes, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We also have a website, invisible-tears.com, where you can keep current with any events that may be happening with our podcast, read more about Jane and the team, and read more about all the Connecticut River Valley unsolved cases. If you are looking for everyday items, clothes, collectibles, or a gift for that special someone, you can support us further by checking out our retail store, The Frugal Marketplace. We can be found at thefrugalmarketplace.com or search for us on eBay and Poshmark. We hold an online claim sale on Facebook Live every Monday night at 7 p.m. where you can find our latest items for sales or items at a deep discount. If you're local to the area, please stop in and say hi. You can find us at 919 West Swansea Road in Swansea, New Hampshire. The links for our products can be found in our show notes. If you want to learn more about my wellness practice, Guided Path Wellness, head to guidedpathwellness.org. There you can read more about me and my certifications, more about the Reiki and coaching services I offer both in person and remote, and read all about my products for sale that I make through the practice. Feel free to utilize the contact us section on the website with any questions or utilize that free 15 minute consultation booking button if you have any questions about what might work for you. Evil may exist in this world, but we will not let it win. See you next episode.